The Internet's most listened to talk radio network, VoiceAmerica.com, with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and caller. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. I am so excited today because I'm always excited when we have, as our guest, a Pittsburgh community person. And I'm going to tell you now, we already had emails. I do not know any more news about Ben Roethlisberger. I can't begin to tell you how many emails we received, even at Voice America. I will say this. We are praying for him, and I'm sure he will be uh, fine uh, and, you know, our wishes go with him. But you see, I guess, when you think of a Pittsburgh host, even this show is heard throughout North America, people think of the Steelers. And I guess, Steve Zalstra, you can understand that also. I can, Joyce. Yes. Well, Steve, welcome to the show. We have as our guest today one of the top community leaders in Pittsburgh, a very well-known business leader, known nationally for his work, and Really, I think of Steve not only as a friend, but a builder, someone that is trying to do something to create positive change in our community. And you know, no matter where you are, what state you're in, you can create change if you'll take time to do so. Steve is the president and CEO of the Pittsburgh Technology Council, Catalyst Connection, the Doyle Center for Manufacturing Technology, and the Pittsburgh Nanomaterials Commercialization Center. And this is why it's hard for me to see Steve. You can see how busy this man is. It is my pleasure to welcome to the show my friend and a true leader for our community, Steve Zalstra. Steve, welcome. Thank you so much, Joyce. It's such a pleasure to be here on Disability Matters. Well, it is uh, my pleasure to have you as our guest today. So my first question, Steve, how are we in Pittsburgh so lucky that we were able to get you to move to Pittsburgh when you lived prior to this in beautiful Arizona? Well, it's a funny story, actually. I uh, received a, uh, a call from uh, a recruiter uh, with the usual premise that, uh, you know, I might know someone who would be interested in this particular position in, uh, in the Pittsburgh region. And uh, I looked at the uh, job description, and uh, I sat in a, on it a few days and took it home to my wife finally, and said, I want you to read this and tell me what comes to mind. And she read it. And she said, oh, my God, this is you. And uh, certainly this uh, opportunity that presented itself to me um, fits really well with my, uh, uh, my passion and my interest in supporting uh, technology companies and manufacturing companies uh, and uh, economic development, and it was a perfect fit. And in addition to that, I had um, – the uh, then lieutenant governor of the state of Pennsylvania called me. He had been in Arizona recently and had heard from some of my friends that I was considering this position, and he gave me one of those uh, Chamber of Commerce calls uh, telling me what a great state Pennsylvania was, what a great city Pittsburgh was, and uh, that uh, that really impressed upon me. And uh, so here I am. Well, we're lucky to have you. And you really have done a great job. I know many people in the United States are going to be surprised when they hear about the Technology Council because 
our regional technology trade association with over 1,400 member companies, we have one of the largest regional technology associations. And, and I've told that when I've traveled across the United States and visited different corporations, uh, when I tell them that, they're really surprised. But, you know, it's a fact, and I attribute a lot of this to you, but I thought maybe you could talk about that a little bit, Steve, about the size of our trade association, our technology council, in comparison to other parts of the United States, and also, in your opinion, why you think we have been able to build such a large association. Well, it is true. We are, uh, in fact, the largest uh, and oldest technology council in the United States. Uh, we were started in 1983, and uh, we have over 1,400 uh, member companies in southwestern Pennsylvania. And uh, as I uh, interact with my peers across the country, um, it's uh, very evident that uh, the Pittsburgh Technology Council is an organization that uh, uh, many other regions and states in the United States uh, aspire to uh, to achieve. And um, I attribute that to uh, a number of things. First, you may recall uh, that uh, this region went through some great tumult uh, in the 70s and 80s with the shutdown of many of the uh, steel mills and uh, the displacement of a lot of Pittsburghers. And um, it was the vision of some um, important business leaders at the time that the future uh, in this country, if not in this region, lie in uh, technology. And, uh, of course, that was very visionary because uh, technology is now ubiquitous in all of our lives. And, in fact, we have some incredible regional assets that uh, make us or put us in a particularly good position to grow a technology industry, not the least of which is the uh, wonderful uh, Research One universities we have at uh, Carnegie Mellon and the University of Pittsburgh. Some great uh, IT technology, robotics technology, life sciences um, coming out of those institutions. So there was a, a um, feedstock, if you will, of uh, ideas and people uh, to fuel a technology uh, sector here, um, a, a great deal of uh, dedication to the region of all the places I've ever lived. Uh, I've never met people more passionate about uh, the place they live uh, than, than Pittsburghers. So people care, and they cared about the future, and it was with that uh, motivation that the Pittsburgh Technology Council was created in 1983 and uh, has continued to grow over the years to become uh, the most prominent in, in the United States. That is absolutely fantastic. That is such a great story. And, Steve, one of our listeners uh, that emailed us this question, which is, Mr. Zalstra, it is wonderful what you have done with the Pittsburgh Technology Council I am from Western Pennsylvania, and I think it is tremendous as my career is in technology and engineering. I am wondering why is it that across the United States we don't do more to advertise this? Well, um, yeah, that's a, that's a very uh, valid point. The Pittsburgh Technology Council has been, through a variety of means, uh, trying to promote Pittsburgh as a uh, technology region and um, we have done that through, uh, in many ways, we've uh, had a number of major conferences here in the region that uh, we've helped support and sponsor to draw attention 
uh, on the region. Uh, we have uh, a magazine that I'm sure you're familiar with, Joyce, called TEQ, or Tech, and uh, it goes to a broad audience around the nation. It chronicles what's going on in the tech sector uh, in the Pittsburgh region, and uh, uh, we try and get the word out. We have about 50,000 uh, readers around around the country. We also do uh, uh, some benchmarking research on uh, trends in technology in the region, and that's uh, uh, those are reports that we disseminate to uh, policymakers and um, uh, thought leaders around the country. Uh, we have had some marketing initiatives uh, through the Tech Council to promote um, our tech sector, uh, where we've gone to uh, Washington and New York City to meet with some of the popular media there to tell some of the technology stories from Pittsburgh. So uh, Pittsburgh Technology Council has been uh, trying to do its part to get the word out across the U.S. Well, um, you know what? I and, and I think we should continue doing that because I, I, I can tell when I talk to people at the executive level how surprised they are, um, and I think we should. We should continue advertising that. And by the way, the magazine that Steve is talking about, this TEQ magazine, is absolutely fantastic. It is really a great magazine. And if, if you go to any corporations in Pittsburgh, you always see that magazine somewhere. It really is very well written and very well done. And, Steve, what is the website for the Technology Council? It's uh, www.pghtech.com. P-E-C-H dot org. So P-G-H is in Pittsburgh, abbreviation for Pittsburgh, tech.org. And you can see uh, T-E-Q online there. Okay. Um, and, you know, we have in our region, as you well know, Steve, so much, well, the majority of the hiring, over 80% of the hiring, is in the small business community um, of the new hiring. And I know you promote that and you know that very well. My question is, you know, are we working hard here to try to get more and more small businesses to join the Technology Council? Well, in fact, um, it may be interesting to note that about 75% of our member base are uh, companies who have less than 50 employees. About uh, 50% of our uh, membership base has less than 10 and, in fact, we have 250 sole proprietors that are members of the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Now, having said that, uh, all the major multinationals who are tech-savvy in the region are also members, such as PPG, U.S. Steel, Bayer, uh, Material Science, uh, Alcoa, Kenna Metal, Seagate, Respironics, MedRat. So uh, we have a very uh, broad range of uh, of uh, members, and uh, they start from one person up to multinational corporations. Well, that's wonderful because I just see such a benefit for everyone to be a member of the council. And, you know, sometimes when you talk to a small business, they may think, well, you know, that wouldn't be me because it would just be, as you mentioned, PPG or Alcoa or a corporation that size. But that's not true. You know, our company is a member, but there are many companies that are members that um, are a small business, and I really think that's important. I think there is a, uh, an advantage for everyone to be involved. So, Steve, this is the 23rd year for the Pittsburgh Technology Council, and when I was reading the mission statement, it is short and to the point, which I always like, 
and it is we help regional technology companies succeed. We help regional technology companies succeed. Tell us how and what defines a member, and are these people to be a member? Do they have, have to be in technology? Hold off, though, because we're going to go to break one minute. When we come right back, so you know if you just joined us, we are talking to the president and CEO, Steve Zalstra of the Pittsburgh Technology Council, a real friend to people with disabilities. Don't miss it. Hang on. We'll be right back. You're listening to America's Voice. This is Joyce Bender. VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. The authority in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S. and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on voiceamerica.com. This week on Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo, our guest is Jamie Bamber. You'll know him from Battlestar Galactica. He plays Leah Dama. We talk about Battlestar Galactica and get a look inside of Jamie's life. Of course, we'll cover all the sci-fi news for the week as usual. That's Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender. 
Welcome back. And if you just joined us, we're talking to Steve Zalstra, the president and CEO of the Pittsburgh Technology Council, really a mover and a shaker in our community, a great leader and a friend to all people with ability. And what I was asking Steve about before we went to break is I was noting that with this uh, 23rd year uh, for the Technology Council that when I was reading the mission statement, it is we help regional technology companies succeed. Steve, how do you define a member? How do you help them succeed? What things do you do with them? And do you what form of technology does your company need to be in in order to join the Technology Council? Well, first of all, we have uh, three different categories of members. We have what we would call technology members, entrepreneurial members, and then support members. Let me start with support. The support members are those companies that are involved in helping the technology industry grow and develop. So you need, uh, if you're a entrepreneurial tech company, you need a good lawyer, you need a good accountant, you need a good banker, uh, you need all those uh, important uh, services that uh, help fuel your your company. So uh, do, we we don't only support membership for those companies that are actually in the technology sector, but those that are in the supply chain, if you will, that support the growth and development of these kinds of companies. Now, entrepreneurial companies are those who are uh, youthful startup companies, uh, haven't been around very long, uh, you know, just getting going, might have some. Um, family funding or angel investors or maybe even venture capital investors in, uh, are at the early stage. And then uh, companies who are have been around for a while and, and more mature. The three industry sectors that we tend to focus our efforts and resources on are information technology, which includes hardware, software, and telecommunications, uh, the life sciences, and, of course, uh, the uh, advanced manufacturing sector, which is uh, uh, a traditional sector in this region, but uh, advanced manufacturing are those companies that either utilize a lot of technology in their products, uh, technology embodied in their products, or use a lot of technology to uh, manufacture their products. And uh, so those are the areas that we focus on. And uh, so you don't have to be a technology company to be a member of the Tech Council. Uh, you just have to somehow be in the in the value chain of the technology industry. And you work with all of these organizations to succeed by really bringing in different forms of education and working with, as you mentioned, research organizations at universities. You know, what can you explain what all you do? In yes. The First of all, um, we provide educational and informational programming to our members. Not only do we break our membership down into industry sectors, but also into disciplines. So we have a CEO network, a finance network, an entrepreneur's network, sales and marketing network, an IS network, and an HR network. So these peer networks, if you will, cut across uh, all sectors. And each of the uh, networks has a managing director and an advisory board of that particular cohort within our membership, and we get advice and counsel from them on the kinds of issues and challenges and topics that uh, they're either facing or interested in, and uh, we do programming around those topics. Last year, we did 137 
programs had almost, almost 8,000 people attend. Uh, we also do public policy advocacy. Uh, that's a very important um, port part of our portfolio for a trade association, and that is uh, to primarily focus on enhancing the, uh, the business climate, uh, working on tax policy like R&D tax credits, net operating loss carry forwards, those kinds of things. We also um, focus on workforce education and workforce development. We have a whole portfolio of initiatives, K through post-secondary. Uh, we help develop internships. Last summer we placed 400 interns. Uh, we have a career center on our website where we try and uh, place uh, job seekers with uh, our companies who are looking for talent. Uh, as we indicated earlier, we do some research. We have publications. And I guess uh, finally, for particularly for the smaller companies, we have a wide assortment of uh, what we might call affinity programs. We provide medical, dental, and vision insurance, life, short and long-term disability insurance, key man and deferred compensation, as well as, um, as uh, all types of risk management insurance, uh, E&O, D&O, liability, et cetera. Well, you really, really have so much that you are offering. Anyone that is listening to this show, if you're in this region, should be interested in this whole mission. And let me ask you now, how far does this span geographically? We have a 13-county uh, uh, reach in southwestern Pennsylvania from uh, Bed Bedford, Somerset, Indiana, Lawrence, Armstrong are sort of the peripheral uh, counties, of course, uh, Green and Fayette, um, Allegheny, Butler, Beaver, uh, Washington, et cetera. Well, I'll tell you what. I wanted to talk to you, Steve, a few minutes, and I wanted you to tell our listeners about the Doyle Center and Congressman Mike Doyle's involvement because I actually know him, and, you know, I, I think it is amazing what has happened. Actually, I'd even like to explain to our listeners how this all started and what the mission is at the Doyle Center. Sure. Uh, the Doyle Center for Manufacturing Technology was, was really a, a vision of uh, Congressman Mike Doyle for helping to enhance the competitiveness of uh, this traditional manufacturing industry in the region and harnessing uh, initially some of the uh, great talents and assets of our local research institutions such as the Software Engineering Institute at Carnegie Mellon University to bring some of this this talent and, and the tools they're developing and put them in the hands of small manufacturers to help make them more effective and uh, efficient and productive, uh, particularly focused on the defense industry. And uh, so with the assistance of Congressman Doyle, some uh, federal funding was brought to bear first uh, uh, at SEI for a number of years and then ultimately in a move to try and take the project out of the university where it had been principally a research project and to begin working toward commercializing some of the technology and tools, uh, the, an independent not-for-profit called the Doyle Center for Manufacturing Technology was created. And uh, this uh, organization uh, is working with uh, federal uh, defense prime contractors like Lockheed Martin and Boeing 
as well as some of the uh, bright, uh, what we call SMEs, small manufacturing enterprises in the region, and uh, trying to, to develop techniques and tools to allow them to communicate and collaborate effectively to provide the um, products and technologies that the Department of Defense needs to, uh, to satisfy its needs. And uh, it's been a very effective program. Uh, Congressman Doyle has been instrumental in, in uh, getting federal funding for it for many years now, and um, it's uh, just now moving as we speak into the commercialization phase. Now that is really fantastic. Yeah, and I, well, I know he's done so much for this area, but that that is really uh, amazing what what has happened with that Doyle Center. Well, Steve, you know this show is oriented toward business people, friends of people with disabilities, parents of children with disabilities, uh, civil rights leaders, and of course Americans with disabilities. I know that you know very well that there are millions of Americans with disabilities unemployed in this country today. It is a national tragedy that only 35% of Americans with disabilities who want to work are actually working. What I wanted to ask you is if you were speaking to a group of high school students with disabilities, what would you tell them in reference to the academic skills to focus on in high school and college? You know, what do you think is in most demand? Well. We have a um, problem in, in America in that um, we do not have enough um, kids focusing their uh, time and attention in, in uh, grade and high school on math and science or pursuing uh, advanced degrees in the math and science and engineering disciplines. And this is uh, almost at a, at a crisis stage for the technology industry uh, in the United States. As you know, um, over the last five years or so, there's been a uh, trend toward uh, outsourcing some of those jobs um, around the world to places like India and China. Uh, and uh, we, the, the problem is uh, only going to continue to be exacerbated by um, the good economic times that we're currently in and that uh, companies are continuing to look for the talent that they need to um, fulfill the, the uh, requirements that they have. For instance, uh, I mentioned a career center on our website. I would say that we probably have about 1,600 open positions in our region currently on our website. This is a small percentage of the, uh, of the demand from uh, just our members, and uh, uh, two-thirds of those are in the science technology and engineering uh, disciplines, you may know that uh, we produce um, about 50,000 scientists and engineers uh, annually in the United States, while China these days is producing 325,000. So um, they're moving forward. And part of the problem has been that, you know, the crash of the, uh, the dot-com uh, industry, the, the bubble bursting, uh, deflected many students who might have gone into these disciplines into other fields because of their concern. But the, the industry is back, and there's an incredible demand for talent. And uh, so if there was anything I was going to recommend, and of course it's a little bit self-serving, it would be to uh, focus your attention on the science, engineering, and uh, math disciplines. 
You heard it, and I don't think it's self-serving, by the way, because when I come back, I'll comment on that for a minute, because guess what? 54 million Americans with disabilities. All these people unemployed. we got to start at the elementary school level. We need jobs. This is a way to get past some of that discrimination. You're listening to Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back to talk more to Steve Zalstra, CEO of the Pittsburgh Technology Council, Catalyst Connection, the Doyle Center, and the Pittsburgh Nanomaterial Commercialization Center. We'll be right back. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, and we're talking to Steve Zoster, the president and CEO of the Pittsburgh Technology Council and a real innovator. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm really excited about what we were talking about right before break, which is, the great need for people with academic skills in math and science. Because as Steve was pointing out, 
We're already at a crisis stage. It's going to be much worse as we move into the future. So here it is. If you're listening to the show, this is why I always say education is the key, could be the key to unlocking that door of discrimination. If there is an unbelievable demand for talent, and you have that talent, I don't care if you're in a wheelchair, blind, deaf, I don't care what the situation is, believe me, the company is going to need the skill sets. Don't you agree with that, Steve? I do. I think um, uh, as we move uh, into the future that we are going to have to employ uh, every aspect of our society uh, to full employment if we're going to be able to meet the demands and stay competitive with the rest of the world. We have a, uh, uh, you know, the, the baby boomers are moving uh, quickly into retirement now, and uh, there's going to be a, a major gap. So I, I would suggest that we view this as a enormous opportunity for uh, people with disabilities to uh, uh, ramp up their uh, skill levels and uh, get that much-needed education in the uh, uh, in the technical uh, and science fields uh, because there's going to be an enormous demand, and uh, I think uh, it's it's just a huge opportunity for us to begin to address this problem in a in a very um, dramatic way. And you know, a question that I have is why you you're thinking that one of the reasons that young people turned away from this is because they saw what happened after Y2K. Is that what you think? Well, not so much Y2K, but after, uh, you know, the dot-com yep. bubble burst. And, uh, you know, there was sort of a an artificial economy uh, for a little while. There was this euphoria around all these dot-com companies that, uh, you know, much of it was not real. And so there was uh, a disenchantment when that all uh, went away, and I think a lot of... Uh, Kids and their parents, uh, you know, were diverted away from uh, the technology industry, and uh, you know, per perhaps for uh, good reason, at least in the short run. But uh, you know, the industry is back, and uh, there is opportunity across all the sectors that we've talked about today, whether it be uh, life sciences, advanced manufacturing, nanotechnology, uh, and uh, and IT in this region and around the country. Well, I have a, I guess you would say it's a comment for you here from Linda in uh, Florida, Orlando, Florida, saying, first of all, Mr. Zalstra, thank you for being on Disability Matters because just being on the show means that you're a person willing to provide quality of life and opportunities for people with disabilities, and I do appreciate that. I I hope that you would not mind a suggestion at the Technology Council. Please make sure your members are aware of assistive technology today because many people think my son would not be able to work in engineering or some of these technology areas. But as I know you would know with assistive technology devices today, it does not matter if you're a person who is blind or has other disabilities, you can compete equally. Thank you very much, Martha. Well, I couldn't agree more with, with Martha. In fact, uh, we have some very exciting assistive technologies being developed uh, right here in the Pittsburgh region. I have a, 
a member company called Dynavox that provides a, a you know, synthesized voice for those folks who do not have uh, the ability to speak on their own. Uh, we have all kinds of uh, assistive technologies that are emanating out of the robotics programs at uh, at Carnegie Mellon, and uh, so there are lots of uh, technologies and techniques and methods that are uh, being developed today that uh, uh, give people with disabilities uh, all the tools that they need to be uh, very productive and effective, uh, a very productive and effective part of our workforce. Uh, yes, and, and I'll tell you, we have employees who use different forms of augmentative communication. And, of course, for those of you listening, if you're not knowing exactly what we're talking about, think of Stephen Hawking's and the assistive technology he uses uh, for speaking, and, and I'll tell you what, it has freed so many people who are brilliant from really being in slavery when they could not have a way of communicating before. And, and there's so many different types of assistive technology, but you know, Steve, I agree I, with her. I think that's really important you keep talking about that at the technology council, so, because many people still across the country when I talk to them they really don't understand what people with disabilities can do today thanks to assistive technology. Just if I could mention one other example. Yes. Um, one of my board members, uh, Jim Rock, is the CEO of a company here called Acoustica, and they have developed um, uh, devices for the hearing impaired, and these devices uh, use a very um, forward-thinking technology called MIMS, Microelectromechanical systems, and uh, these are essentially small machines that have feature sizes in the millionth of an inch. So, some incredibly high technology is being applied to some of these challenges, and it's uh, it's really changing the lives of a lot of people. Yes, it is. Uh, and another example of how great it is to be involved with the technology council. Well, you know, um, one thing, Steve, that I'm very big on when I speak to high school and college students is telling them I believe internships are so important and so helpful for them in their career and being successful in their career. And I know there was a statistic I just heard on the news yesterday that probably many of you heard about how a very high percentage of college students are saying that now when they graduate they aren't getting that job they wanted, you know, they aren't getting that uh, full-paying job they wanted at a, at a desired level that they wanted. But I, I do believe that one thing that really helps you obtain those opportunities are internships, but I wondered if you could speak about that for a moment to our listeners, even including, of course, people with disabilities. Certainly. Well, first of all, uh, we mentioned earlier that there have been some dramatic changes in the sort of economic forces that have shaped southwestern Pennsylvania through the years. And um, at one time, we had many, many large employers, not the least of which were uh, Westinghouse, uh, Gulf Oil, uh, and companies like U.S. Steel. And these companies on an annual basis would uh, earmark X number of uh, students that they were going to hire from uh, local universities and perhaps universities around the country. But as you know, Joyce, we've lost a lot of those large companies in this region, and 
as you pointed out, small companies are really leading the charge with uh, with job creation uh, these days. And one of the problems with that is that most small companies need talent that can hit the ground running, and oftentimes they're deterred from hiring students directly out of college because they don't have any experience. And uh, what an internship does is it gives both the, the student and the company an opportunity to get acquainted, get acquainted with the skill sets and the and the professional opportunities that uh, the company uh, may represent for the student. And uh, internships really gre grease the skid, so to speak, for uh, uh, future employment for students who do well in these internship programs. And the Pittsburgh Technology Council, I think we placed over 400 interns last summer. We actually teach the smaller companies how to develop an effective internship program that um, beneficial both to the student and to the company. And uh, we've just had a remarkable track record uh, with that program. And students can actually add enormous value during an internship if, uh, if the program is managed properly. And certainly uh, these types of programs uh, are equally applicable to people with disabilities as they are uh, for all others. And you know what? I love, may I just tell you, we have interns in our office year-round. I love having interns here because think about it. We, you have a chance to not only help young people in their career and, and to add vitality and new ways of thinking and, you know, productivity. I assure you they are here because they're helping and they're very productive. But I'm always excited about it because I know someday they're going to be employed, and in this case, they're going to be open to employing people with disabilities if they don't have a disability right now. And I, I just think that it is, I think that's great. So if anyone is interested in, in southwestern Pennsylvania in, in doing this and they don't know how, they could contact you, correct? If that's somebody. correct. In fact, you can go to our website and uh, at our career center, uh, at our website, which again is www.pghtech.org you'll find uh, internship opportunities right on the website. At the same time, if you're a company listening and you're looking for interns, you will know for the future that you can work with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. That's correct. If, if you don't already know that, to develop a program. And as I said before, such a great program. You know, so helpful and Wow, that is amazing. You know, the people that you placed, how many of those would you say were in small companies? Oh, I would, uh, it would be a guess, but I would say probably 65%. Wow, 65%, unbelievable. Well, I'll tell you what, Steve, I think you're doing a great job, and I appreciate how you have, over the years, worked so hard to include uh, people with disabilities in what you do because if you're listening to the show so you know, you know, I met Steve years ago, um, always he has tried to help me in any way. He's talked about us in his magazine. He has just always tried to be helpful and I believe if we just get the right group of people together, we could have such an impact across the United States starting with this Pittsburgh Technology Council. And I'll talk about that more when we come back. You're listening to Joyce Bender on Disability Matters with the CEO and President of the Pittsburgh Technology Council, D. 
Steve Zalstra. We'll be right back to close the show. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Make Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dogs. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. And if you just joined us, Remember, the shows are archived on my website at BenderConsult.com and on Voice America, and you can listen to any of those shows uh, by going to my website and then going to radio show, um, as this show will be archived. But what a great show it has been with Steve Zalstra, President and CEO of the Pittsburgh Technology Council. And I've got to get to this question, Steve, which is, what can we do in this region to improve the employment of Americans with significant disabilities? This, this is a problem, of course, everywhere in the country. But as you know, at Bender Consulting Services, we're working on it. But what suggestions do you have? Well, I, I think it's um, like a lot of other things, that there's a, a great deal of ignorance out there in the marketplace about the, uh, the opportunity of hiring people with disabilities. I think that um, 
we have an obligation, uh, you and I, Joyce, and, and a lot of other leaders in the region to, uh, to get the word out to, uh, you know, broadcast far and wide that, uh, uh, these are, these are people that can make an enormous contribution to our economy, that they are hardworking, that they're smart, uh, and just because they have, uh, some type of physical or other disability does not mean they cannot be a productive part of our workforce. And, and so I think we have to continue to work hard at, uh, you know, beating down the ignorance that's out there and educate, educating people about, uh, this enormous, uh, pool of talent that this country has that's going underused and underutilized. And, uh, as I said earlier, we have a, a huge opportunity now because this, uh, country is going to be without the size talent pool that it needs to fill its needs and obligations. And, uh, so we need to, to leverage that opportunity and and get uh, every person in this country who's able back to work. And sometimes, you know what, you have to just keep talking about it and keep knocking on doors. I know I've been uh, Bender Consulting Services I've owned for 11 years, but I've actually been doing this now for, you know, 15 to 18 years because before I started Bender, I did this on a volunteer basis. And I can still remember... So many companies saying to me, when I would say, what could I do more? And they would say, keep telling us. I think that's right. I I think we all need to uh, continue to work hard to to get the word out and to, uh, you know, education is really the the operative word here and helping to to educate people about the possibilities and the opportunities that uh, hiring people with disabilities present to their companies. And uh, some of our companies... um, uh, have gotten that word. We have a we have a company up in uh, Ford City uh, called Caracal, who has uh, been very aggressive at hiring people with disabilities, and in fact uh, won some uh, awards. And as you know, we both uh, have an affiliation with a local company called Highmark, which is the uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield company, has been extraordinary uh, in its efforts to uh, focus on helping people with disabilities. So. Uh, you know, there are uh, great case studies. Uh, there are leaders in the community that we can focus on as, as examples of folks who have done it and done it well, and I think we have to continue to do that. Yes, and I want to also mention, yeah, and there are Highmark, Ken Milani, fantastic. Just yesterday, for all your listeners to know, we brought the Assistant Secretary of the Federal Department of Labor, the first in the United States history, for ODEP, the Office of Disability Employment Policy, because it was just created in the year 2000, Assistant Secretary Dr. Roy Grizzard to speak here in Pittsburgh, and the other speaker was Dr. Kenneth Milani, CEO of Highmark, and Highmark has just been A-plus fantastic for years on the employment of people with disabilities. In addition, one of your board members, I think is Bear Material Science? Yes, Greg Babe. Mm-hmm. Greg Babe, the CEO uh, not only a friend of mine and on my advisory board, but here's another leader who has worked nonstop forever to continue the employment of Americans with disabilities. So, you know, we've just, we, persistence, can't give up. Grace, one, just, just one, go ahead. One thing to add is that, um, well, you were having your event, I was having an event uh, here with the, uh, 
NASA administrator who was in town, uh, Administrator Griffin, and uh, with him was uh, the person in charge of hiring uh, people with disabilities, small business people, and um, and women into the procurement process uh, at NASA. And I, he was proud to have uh, recently won a major award for uh, tripling uh, the number of companies uh, who hire people with disabilities as uh, contractors and subcontractors uh, to NASA. So uh, that was, uh, you know, one of his most proud achievements uh, as, a, as a deputy at, at NASA. And you hear that? We had that all going on in Pittsburgh at the same time. That's why we're going to um, determine. We're going to make Pittsburgh known as the disability-friendly city in this, in this United States. Steve, speaking of proudest accomplishments, you have achieved so much in your career, and every single guest I've had on the show, I ask these last two questions. And the first is, what are you the proudest of? What is your proudest accomplishment? Well, I have many proud accomplishments, uh, not, none, not the least of which are my uh, two children, uh, Macy and Zane, 9 and 11. But um, from a career standpoint, um, most Recently, I've been involved in uh, creating the Pennsylvania Nanomaterials Commercialization Center, and this is a, uh, uh, an initiative that focuses on, uh, you know, the leading edge of science and technology, um, an area we call nanotechnology. And uh, nanotechnology is uh, a field that deals with uh, uh, things of, at, at nanometers in size, which is a billionth of a meter. And it's a, a whole new phenomenon of sort of building things from the ground up. And in Pittsburgh, we have an opportunity to be a leader in that we have some major companies like those we've talked about, Bayer, U.S. Steel, Alcoa, PPG, who are working at that leading edge of technology, as well as a, a bunch of entrepreneurial companies and great universities. And we've been able to bring them together in an, uh, a partnership that involves universities, uh, the government, terms of support and industry to advance the field of uh, nanomaterials research and uh, get some of these products out into the marketplace. And uh, when you think about it, you know, those are companies that have been around for 100 years, and yet uh, they could be reemerging as some of the uh, technology giants. Uh, they're the icons in material science uh, internationally. You can't think of bigger names than polymers, steel, aluminum, coating, and glass than those four companies. They're all based right here in Pittsburgh. Their R&D goes on here. And uh, we're going to try and become the nanomaterials hub of the planet. And uh, there's no reason why we can't. And I'm very proud of being able to pull that coalition together and get that initiative started. Well, you should be, and kudos to you. And I believe we will be known for that, Steve, but... I really applaud you on your leadership in that area. Uh, I, I have to ask you the second question before we close the show, and that is, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I think I just want to repeat the, the message that uh, there are uh, millions of people with disabilities in the United States that are capable, competent, skilled, intelligent, and ready to take on um, new challenges and new career opportunities. And uh, as we move into a phase in, um, in our 
uh, economic cycle where we are going to be challenged to find the kind of talent that we need to fulfill our needs and requirements, uh, please look to people with disabilities to fill those needs because you will be impressed and you will be surprised with the, the talent, the energy, the enthusiasm, and the passion that they bring to jobs. And, oh, how true, and I hope that everyone listening will follow and heed those words. One more time before you go, Steve, how do they reach your website again? It's uh, www.pghtech.org. All right, and if they want to become a member, if they're listening to the show today and they're not a member, is that what they do? Is that how they would reach you? Yes, uh, they can um, uh, apply for membership uh, on our website as well. And uh, there's uh, full contact information, including how to reach me. If uh, anyone wants to reach me directly by email or telephone, uh, you can find my contact information on the website. Well, Steve, thank you, and thank you for joining us today. And, Steve, thank you for remembering people with disabilities. Absolutely. I, I want to say before we close the show, I end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or someone with a disability or a historical figure who has had such an impact in the world. And today that person is Anne Frank, who said, How wonderful that no one need wait single moment to improve the world. How wonderful that is. You've been listening to Joyce Bender on Disability Matters with our guest today, Steve Zalstra, President and CEO of the Pittsburgh Technology Council. I look forward to hearing from you and talking to you again next week on Disability Matters with Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com. See you then. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.